Broadcasting live from the KVXL studios at Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. Freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. The Frittle Show with Crystal Heath. I've said that we must be cautious in claiming God is on our side. I think the real question we must answer is, are we on His side? Faith, family, freedom. For me, it's very simple. I think we've got to we've got to get the country back on the right track with the most inspiring agenda a voice in the desert now here's crystal heath all right hey everyone how you doing happy thursday one and all thanks for tuning in this is kvxl 101.1 fm experience liberty radio from liberty baptist church lots to talk about today we're going to start with a bomb that exploded outside the united United States Embassy in Beijing uh, earlier today, much earlier today for those of us on the West Coast. Uh, It was a small uh, homemade explosive device uh, detonated outside the U.S. Embassy compound in Beijing. Uh, The bomber was a 26-year-old man identified only by his uh, last name, which is Zhang. He injured his hand when the what's being called the homemade firework device exploded. Uh, No one else was reported as injured. Um, this guy is from the city of Tonglayo, uh, in the Chinese region of Inner Mongolia. Uh, the embassy said in a statement that uh, this guy was the only person involved, that no embassy property has been damaged. Officials have not released an, a motive for the incident as they continue uh, their investigation. The blast occurred at 1 p.m. local time, uh, Witnesses said they felt tremors and that they later saw police examining a vehicle outside uh, the uh, the compound. There was also uh, an incident where the police uh, took away a woman who was spraying gasoline on herself in a suspected attempt at, uh, at um, suicide around 11 a.m. and also near the embassy. Um, we don't... So really... There was, for those of you that maybe wake up to this headline or see it somewhere, yes, there was a quote-unquote bombing or explosion outside the U.S. Embassy in Beijing, but it was a very small device, very small explosion. The only thing that happened was the the, the guy that had it uh, injured his hand. No property was damaged, no other people were damaged, um, and quite frankly... When they call this, I, I've seen a, a, several places where they call this a homemade firework device. So I'm not even sure that at this point what we're looking at is someone attempting to to actually, um, excuse me, sorry, to actually do damage or inflict any sort of harm or danger on people or on the U.S. Embassy. It may just be that he had a homemade firework device and it accidentally went off because sometimes that happens when you make homemade fireworks. So, but who knows? It could be. We don't know. They're still investigating, but long, short, the long of the short of it, the short of the long of it. Either way, summary, (laughs) really not, um, really not a storyline because nothing Nothing happened. Now, if we get more information, it becomes a story, then we'll go back to it. But as of right now, really not something, I, in my opinion, that uh, that we need to need to be worried about. All right. So, you know, I whenever I turn on the media or I turn on the social media, you know, th- there comes a point where sometimes I'm just like, okay, 
you know what? Enough is enough already. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not one of those people that thinks that President Trump is the best president that we've ever had. I'm not one of those people that thinks that he can do no wrong. But I am one of those people who thinks that we give everybody a chance, right? And that we look at the actions of someone who is governing over everything else, potentially. And there's other things that I look at as well when it comes to actually electing a person. But once they're in office, then they hold that position and we respect them because of the position that they hold regardless. But that's just not how our society is working right now. Like, it's collective freakout about anything. I mean, President Trump could stand on the White House lawn and say that he likes uh, peanut butter swirl ice cream. And there would be outrage in the streets. There would be dumping of peanut butter ice cream everywhere across this country. Like, it would just, it would be, it would be the worst thing that's ever happened. Just because he happened to say it. And I honestly, I'm getting very, very sick of this whole thing of just, just ridiculousness about everything the president does or says. I don't agree with everything he does or says. I don't agree with a lot of what he tweets. Well, I may agree with what he tweets, but not the way in which he tweets it. <sighs> but it's just, it's, it's just, it's enough. It, it, that it needs to stop. Like, just, it's got to stop. Because if you look at what's actually happening in the economy, with jobs, with religious freedom, with the Supreme Court even, I, he's really, he's not, he's not doing a bad job. In fact, since the election, the Dow is up almost 39%. 39%. The S&P 500 up 33%. NASDAQ almost 53%. Up 53%. That is an astonishing amount of growth since the election. Can you imagine if we continue on the path we are on? Have you looked at your 401k lately? I looked at mine yesterday because I got a thing and said, oh, you're... Your statement is available for viewing, and I, I don't usually look at them. But I was thinking about the show today and thinking about some things I want to talk about, and I was like, hmm. And so I clicked on it, and I was, I was very pleasantly surprised. I was like, wow, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. Now, I don't know if it'll stay beautiful for very long because the market does all kinds of things, but for the moment, it's a beautiful thing. The Russell 2000 up 41%. Like, just an astonishing amount of growth. And uh, uh, but we can't talk about that because it might be related to the president. Yeah, it is. It's also related to the fact that the Republican-controlled Congress and the president work together to actually, uh, actually do some real tax reform and give real people more money in their pockets. And there's a new report out that shows that every single congressional district in the United States, benefits from tax reform as a whole. Okay, now there are certain individuals that don't benefit. But when you look at it across the board, across the whole spectrum, the typical taxpayer will see a tax cut this year. Many already are, 
just in their paychecks. You got more money in your paycheck. That's because of what President Trump and the Republican Congress put through in tax cuts. In fact, if these tax cuts remain permanent, which Paul Ryan and uh, and the House are attempting to to pass legislation to make these tax cuts permanent right now, uh, probably won't go through the Senate, but we talked about that yesterday. I think it's just political genius that the House is trying to pass this uh, prior to the election. And if the Senate can bring it to the floor in late September, uh, early to mid-October, I I think it's fantastic because then you're forcing uh, senators on both sides of the aisle to fish or cut bait, if you will. They've got to either explain to their constituents why they don't want them to be able to have more money in their paychecks, why they want to tax them more, uh, or they have to vote for tax reform. So it's it's really, it's a win-win for the GOP. It's political brilliance, not to mention fantastic for the American people. But uh, the Heritage Foundation did a study, and this study shows that over the next 10 years, if this tax reform package stays in place, the average American household can expect $26,000 more in take-home pay over the next 10 years thanks to the tax reform package. That is incredible. They also broke down, they have an interactive map that shows how every single congressional district in this country, what an individual living in every congressional district, the average savings of an individual in every congressional district across the entire country. The average American household is expected to pay about $1,400 less in taxes this year alone. Now, that, that can vary depending on where you live, how many kids you have or don't have. Uh, those numbers can look different. But overall, overall, everybody sees a tax break. In fact, and here's something never touted by the left, lower income communities, such as areas near Phoenix, and near Philadelphia will actually see larger percentage decreases in their tax bills. Um, and because the tax reform package that President Trump and Republicans passed benefited these communities by cutting their income taxes on average by 18% or more. Wow. And I said the, 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 the across-the-board average is 1400 Unless you're married and you're filing jointly with two or more children, your tax savings will be close to $3,000 yearly. Since tax reform passed, more than 600 companies have announced more uh, that they've been adding jobs, they're issuing bonuses, increasing wages, increasing charitable giving, and been investing more in the United States. And many, if not most of them, have explicitly stated that because of the tax cut uh, and the tax package, or what did they call it, Tax Cuts and Jobs Act? I think that's what it is, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, uh, that, that these companies have been able to do these things. And guess what? It's it's just beginning. It's not like, oh, well, that was then. No, no. If these remain permanent in coming years, 
This Tax Cuts and Job Act will continue to allow companies to increase wages, increase their investments, and expand economic opportunities in the United States. So all of us will actually benefit from the tax bill twice over, uh, once because we will be paying less in taxes, and again, because our take-home pay will continue to increase. Now, that could change. We could see a change of the guard in Washington, D.C. Uh, if, if the House and Senate are not successful in ensuring this, this act uh, continues, then many of these cuts expire after 2025. And there are those in Congress who are determined to make sure that they go away before we even reach that point. Uh, but if, if they stay in place, if they're made permanent, the Daily Signal did a piece and they estimated... Uh, that take-home pay after the year 2025 would be a whole percent higher overall without you getting a raise or anything else just because of the tax. Well, you would get a raise, but I don't know how to explain it. But basically, you're, you're going to make more money. You're going to make more money, pay less in taxes. It's a win-win, win-win, win-win-win for everybody who works and or pays taxes. And this is a nightmare for Democrats right now because it's an election year. And so then you have people like Senator Elizabeth Warren going <laughs> going on TV and being like, well, actually, not only should we eliminate the, the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act, but, but people need to be paying more money in taxes. 50% rate? Not a problem. Not a problem. Um, maybe it's not a problem to you. Because you're like got a $9 million net worth and making hundreds upon hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of dollars every year. But to most people in America, they don't, that, that's, not, that's not cool. They don't pay less in taxes, not more. And as a result, they're going to make more money at their jobs because their employers are going to be able to afford to make more stuff, to sell more stuff, to hire more people, and so on and so forth. Businesses right now in this country are in the midst of the longest-running tread of adding jobs to our economy in our history. Like, say what you will about the president, but he <laughs> has delivered on his promise to better our economy and to bring jobs back to the United States. He just, he has. You don't have to like him. You don't have to be a Republican. But these are things are just facts. The Tax Cuts and Jobs Act is a great deal for every American who works or pay taxes. And you're like, well, no, it's not. Because you won't even, you're right. You're right. That's, I shouldn't say it's a, it's a great deal for every American. There are some of us, I'm one of them, who will actually pay a little bit more in, uh, in our taxes this year because of things that changed with increasing the, the standard deduction and lowering the itemized deductions. With that, that hurts people like me that are single and don't have a life, I know. Um, <laughs> so it does hurt some of us. But, but the vast, vast, vast majority of people across this country are benefited by this tax package. And I'm hoping, I'm hoping that not only can Republicans pass legislation to keep these cuts in place and to make them permanent past 2025, 
But the president wants to do more. And what benefits me, what benefits most of the people that would fall into my bracket is if the president and Republicans are able to put forward like phase two of the tax reform, like small business tax reform. That's where they that's where they get me. And I I don't have time to explain to you right now why I pay taxes like I'm a small business, even though I'm I'm an individual. But um, if you want to I'll tell you about that in person sometime if you want. But we don't need to share that with the whole radio world. That just doesn't need to happen right now. But it's really cool. It's really cool. I'm going to post a link to this on on my Twitter over at The Friddle. Uh, The Heritage Foundation put together a whole clickable map. All right. You can just hover over any state and you can see the average savings uh, for a family or uh, the average tax cut of this year and then their increase in take home pay over 10 years. All right. So, for example, uh, let's go over to let's just do Florida. The average uh, tax cut savings, one thousand fifty four dollars this year. Increase in take home pay over 10 years, eighteen thousand four hundred sixty eight dollars. That's a lot of money in Colorado. Average tax cut. One thousand three hundred forty-eight thousand, or no, forty-eight thousand. One thousand three hundred forty-eight dollars is the average tax cut for a family in Colorado this year. Increase in take-home pay over ten years: twenty-three thousand two hundred dollars. Remarkable. Here in Nevada, the average tax cut for a family in Nevada this year: one thousand ten dollars. Increase in take-home pay over 10 years, $17,473. Could you use an extra $17,473 in the next 10 years? I could. I don't, I don't know about you. If you don't think that you need that, like if you fall in, in line with Pelosi and Warren and think, well, that's just pittance, I will take your pittance. I, I am not too proud. Like, that's fine. You can just send your tax savings my way. But so... The, the Heritage Foundation has this whole map. You can look at it, and then you can actually click on it. So if we click on Nevada, and my computer actually works, okay, then you can see uh, it breaks down congressional districts. So congressional district one, two, three, four. That's what we have here uh, in Nevada. We have four congresspeople. Uh, so our average income taxes have decreased in this state by 12.6 percent. Uh, here at uh, here at uh, at where we're broadcasting from at Liberty Baptist Church, we're in Representative Ruben Kewen's district, congressional district four. And you can actually click on congressional district four. What's the average savings in congressional district four? In congressional district four, the average income tax decrease is 14 percent. The the average tax cut this year is $890, and the increase in take-home pay over the next 10 years, $15,251. Tell me how you campaign against that. Like, if you actually bring out numbers and show people how the Republican tax package and what Republicans in Congress worked with Donald Trump uh, to accomplish is putting more money in your pocket. How do you campaign against people having more money to spend? More money to take their kids to Disneyland or to Chuck E. Cheese or, uh, or on that ski trip or, or to fly across the country to see Grandma? How do you campaign against that? You can't. And I personally believe that's why we're seeing so much of this just 
I, I don't know how else to say it, but they're just, they're unhinged right now. The far left is just unhinged and not even, you don't even have to be that far left and they're just, they're in panic mode. And I realize I'm generalizing on this and, and I, as a, as a general rule, I don't like to generalize um, because I have a lot of friends who are Democrats and I love them and I have a lot of friends who are Republicans and I love them too, but Democrats don't like these numbers. They're not good news for them politically. It's not good for the Democratic Party that the Republican plan is working. And then, you, and then, and then Elizabeth Warren, the fake Native American, goes out there and says fifty percent would be a fine tax rate. It's just because the they they have to stand opposite of everything good that the president does. They have to. They have to position themselves as opposite from Trump as they can. And this is where, and I say this all the time if you listen to this program, uh, even our politicians, we, we, we the people need to do a better job at this. The politicians need to do a better job at this. Where you have to be willing to separate the person from the party and actually be objective about some things sometimes. You can't, you can't just always be like, oh, this is terrible. Well, but it's, it's not terrible. No one's going to agree with you that they should pay more in taxes when they've got more money in their pocket. That's just not how it works. <sighs> Another example of this whole um, just, just ludicrousness from the left. Senator Cory Booker is letting everybody know uh, that if you if you do not oppose Brett Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court, you are complicit in evil. Interesting. Interesting. Booker, at a press conference with Senator Elizabeth Warren, no surprise there, and religious leaders. Hmm. Do you ever take a step back? Oh my goodness, I was just talking to my mom about this the other day. Because um, as, uh, someone had, had said something that would be an un... There was a conversation about something that would be an ungodly, uh, unbiblical lifestyle. And uh, a, a family said, well, our church, our pastor teaches that we can support this and that God would approve of this when it is clearly anti-biblical. And we were just talking about how the, I, 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 try, I, I, I don't even, there are no words. Like I shudder at what it will be like for pastors who are teaching their congregates things that are opposite to the word of God, you know, and, 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 and I think sometimes we look at our culture and we say, how can people think that this is okay? But we forget that, you know, a lot of our culture, a lot of people in America go to church. And tragically, many of them are hearing in church that things that are completely contrary to God's word, they're okay. And I, I can't imagine standing before a holy and righteous God and explaining as a pastor why I died anyway so he's standing up there um 
Booker stands up with uh, Elizabeth Warren religious leaders. I'm going to say so-called because mm, um, and describe the nomination of Judge Brett Kavanaugh as a referendum on good and evil. He said, quote, I'm here to call on folk. I think he means folks, but, you know, I'm here to call on folk to understand that in a moral moment, there is no neutral. In a moral moment, there is no bystanders. He also means are. Uh, you are either complicit in the evil, you are either contributing to the wrong, or you are fighting against it. He continued. It doesn't say that I sit in the valley of the shadow of death. It doesn't say I'm sitting on the sidelines in the valley of the shadow of death. It says I am walking through the valley of the shadow of death. It says I am taking agency that I'm going to make it through this crisis. And so I'm calling on everyone right now who understands what's at stake, who understands who Kavanaugh is. My ancestors said, if someone shows you who they are, believe them the first time. He has shown us who he is. My my thought when I read this was, why do what what it, like what great evil has Brett Kavanaugh committed that you would be complicit in the evil to support him in any way? And quite frankly, the largest fear that Democrats have when it comes to Brett Kavanaugh or Trump picking anyone for the Supreme Court is their pro-life positioning. So when Cory Booker and Elizabeth Warren and quote-unquote religious leaders stand up there and talk about uh, the nomination of, uh, of Kavanaugh or Kavanaugh's confirmation being something equivalent to being complicit in evil, what they're saying, <laughs> incredibly so, is that to, to be pro-life is to be complicit in evil. Not, not that being pro-choice is complicit in evil. Not that, not that partial birth abortion is evil. No, but that allowing partial birth abortion is good and righteous. We have reached the point where we call evil good and good evil. Literally. In this moment, we have reached a point of calling evil good and good evil. The man is saying that anyone who would vote for a pro-life judge is complicit in evil and that walking through the valley of the shadow of death is the fight to protect abortion. I'm pretty sure that's not what little shepherd David had in mind when he wrote that psalm. And I don't mean I didn't mean that in a disrespectful way, little shepherd David. I'm like David was a shepherd boy. I, somehow, that's just always the first thing that comes to mind when I think about David. Like, most people probably think of him as, like, giant killer, king of Israel, Urah type thing. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's because I would learn this song as a child, but that's always the first thing that comes to my mind. David, shepherd boy, little, uh, anyway. It's just messed up. But I think it all goes back to where we started the program. They have to position themselves as firmly opposite of Trump no matter what. But in doing so, they're just making themselves look terrible. When Senator Warren goes out there and is like, 50% tax. 
everybody's got more money in their pocket because of the Republicans and Trump's tax cuts and job act. Nobody thinks that's a good idea right now. And the abortion issue is quickly becoming a losing issue for those on the left as well. (sighs) All right. We need to take a break. So we are going to take a break. When we return, we're gonna we're gonna get more into uh, um, we're gonna we're gonna talk about some things that'll probably lead us back into the into the abortion issue. Um, we're gonna talk about plastic straws. It's another thing where I'm just like, why, guys? Like, why is why is this why is this a thing? Oh, so much to talk about. I don't know how much we're going to get to. We will do as much as we can. So don't go away. We'll be back in just a few minutes. You're listening to KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio. All right, we are back. This is KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio from Liberty Baptist Church in Las Vegas. I'm Crystal Heath, and we are continuing on with this edition of The Frittle Show by letting you know that undocumented migrants are no longer a thing. I... Did they disappear? No, they did not disappear. But the Justice Department has decided that there is no such thing as an undocumented migrant. They are letting us all know that there is such a thing as an illegal alien. And according to our government, this is what such individuals are now supposed to be called. So border jumpers will now be called illegal immigrants as previously uh, prior to the past administration. Undocumented migrants will no longer be a term that is uh, that is used. So the, there was a report about this, uh, but that's basically all that the report let us know. <laughs> it doesn't signify that we're aware of, at least based on what they said in this report, that there will be a significant change in how border jumpers are treated or anything like that. Uh, but that... But just just that the 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 terminology will now be different, or that will will go back to what it previously uh, was. So, uh, according to the Washington Times, the Department of Justice told attorneys last week that they must refer to illegal immigrants as illegal aliens, the term which is used in U.S. code. Attorneys cannot replace illegal with undocumented so as to avoid stigmatizing border jumpers, a practice that had become popular in the pro-immigration movement. The, uh, the message which was sent out to all of Attorney General Jeff Sessions' uh, deputies was designed to clear up some confusion and help officials be consistent in the way that their, 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 their press releases are, are done. I also think that this is probably signifying that Attorney General Sessions and the President are no longer looking at this situation as simply a social problem that we all just need to have more understanding about. No, it's, 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 uh, though it's subtle. I think the terminology change signifies a, a switch from viewing illegal immigration as a social problem to what it is, in fact, uh, a crime wave. It's a sensitive topic, right? You don't... <laughs> nobody wants to talk about that sort of thing because it's, it's a sensitive topic. 
I don't want to say illegal immigrant. That's insensitive. Undocumented. Well, it's maybe a sensitive topic, but there comes a point when you just you call a spade a spade. It is what it is. It's illegal immigration. By the way, did you know that's considered... That's apparently like a... a something that has been thought a racist expression at points, calling a spade a spade. I had no idea. I grew up in, in a gardening community. I looked it up the other day because I read something... You know how when you're online it's all, and, and you don't even know how you got to where you are and you're like, what? how did I end up here? But anyway, I, I ended up somewhere and I, and I was reading about how uh, this, this um, that there's a racist aspect of that, of that phrase and how it refers to the spade in a deck of cards and stuff. And I was like, I grew up in a farming community and a spade is a shovel, not a gardening tool. And it's a very specific shovel. It's not a, it's not just a shovel, it's a spade. And therefore you call a spade a spade so that people know what you're asking for. Uh, so if you want a spade, you ask for the spade. And I always assumed that that's what the expression referred to. And it made perfect sense to me because that's what we called the pointy shovel was a spade, right? <laughs> so I looked it up and what do you know? That's the exact origin of the phrase. Use the term for the shovel for the shovel that you want. Like, don't say, I want the shovel. If you want a spade, then call the spade the spade. That's the origin of the phrase. But then apparently some author used the expression in a derogatory sense, like in the 1920s or something. And now there's a debate about if it's, uh, if it's racist. Like, I can't keep up with this. I, and you're like, you can't keep up with it from the 1920s? Well, I, I never, like, it's about a shovel. <laughs> like, it's literally, literally about a shovel. Like, what's next? Somebody's going to say that when the cows come home, that's going to be sexist in no time, if it isn't already, I'm sure. But anyway, okay, so uh, let's go on to our next story here before I run out of time talking about what will and will not be derogatory in the next uh, three months, because that's how quickly things change in our culture and how quickly you can go from saying something that's perfectly acceptable to... <gasps> how dare you? Okay, so now uh, the the latest how dare you moment is that if you hand out straws in the city of Santa Barbara now, you may go to jail. Now, I, I feel that perhaps, perhaps... We have taken this thing with the straws just a little too far. According to the Daily Wire, the city of Santa Barbara just passed an ordinance that could land restaurant employees in jail for up to six months or with a $1,000 fine for giving straws to customers. This even includes compostable straws. So straws that do not affect the environment in a negative way at all, even if you give out one of those you can end up in jail for six months or get a $1,000 fine. But wait, there's more. Every single straw is considered its own violation. So if, you, if, if a waiter serves a table of four and gives them four straws, that's not a six-month violation, $1,000 fine. No, that's per straw. So you could be facing two years in prison or a $4,000 fine for giving out four straws. Huh. Just to, just to put that in perspective, okay? This is the place where you can legally inject yourself with heroin at an, improve, at an approved facility, but you could go to jail 
for giving someone a plastic straw or even a compostable straw. And it's a per straw violation. Now, now before I before I rip Santa Barbara to shreds too much, which I'm about to do because this just makes me so mad. It should be noted that Seattle imposed a ban on straws in July. We talked about this a little bit then. New York, Washington, D.C., and Portland, Oregon are also trying to ban straws. San Francisco's Board of Supervisors is also pushing to make straws uh, prohibited. And Starbucks, in an attempt to appear environmentally friendly, has also announced that they will be giving up straws in, in exchange for what they're calling nitro lids, which, by the way, nitro lids are actually composed of more plastics than the current lids and straws that Starbucks uses. So in an attempt to use less plastic for the environment, they're actually using more, and it just makes zero sense whatsoever. So really, they should just go back to the straws. They need to issue a press release and be like, uh, here's the thing, guys. We're, we're bringing back the straws. But okay, I get it. All right. I understand that we want to that we want to be good stewards of the planet. I have no problem with that. Reduce, reuse, recycle. Stop, drop and roll. I'm a millennial. I grew up with these phrases and these mantras. And, uh, you know, we have trash bins and recycle bins. Now, where I come from, we burn everything. And I do mean everything in the backyard or throw what doesn't burn in our very own little dump out on the property. But, you know, I still learned about this whole recycling thing. So it wasn't a totally foreign concept to me when I got to the big city. And I support recycling. I support reusing. I support reducing. Uh, But, I mean, uh, what if our culture... Just, just, Just think about this for a moment with me, okay? What if our culture was as concerned with throwing away a marriage as they are with throwing away a plastic bottle? What if our culture was as concerned with saving baby humans from brutal murder via partial birth abortion as we are with baby whales getting caught in fishing nets? I'm not saying that I don't recycle or that we shouldn't save the whales, but I'm saying that we should be at least as concerned about marriage and children as we are about plastics and whales. Shouldn't we? I mean, what if we put this much effort into the truly big things? And yes... I will without question tell you that I believe that marriage as an institution as a whole is of vastly greater importance and will have a vastly uh, more significant impact on our society than whether or not we all recycle our plastics rather than throwing them away. We can deal with the plastics, we can deal with the pollution, we can deal with the recycling, but it's very obvious that men, women, and children in our culture cannot deal with the crumbling of the traditional family and of marriage. We can help the baby whales. We can reduce the fishing nets. We can improve on that. And we are. But what about the babies that are being torn limb from limb because abortion is... That's okay. But the whales, not okay. And jail time 
seriously for giving someone a straw? Mm, Partial birth abortion is legal in this country, but we're going to put someone in prison for offering a patron a plastic straw. Can you even begin to wrap your head around that statement? I mean, think about that. Partial birth abortion, legal. People get paid to brutally murder unborn children. And, 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 and people march in the streets and defend this practice. Uh, or, well, maybe if it's not even partial birth abortion, just abortion in general. They parade in the streets so that people can have, can have their children murdered. And they will pay people to murder their children. They will donate money to organizations that murder children. But don't you dare give them a plastic straw. Because life on earth or something. I seriously, like, I can't even on this one. Like, come at me, bro. I will fight you here. Like, our focus and our priorities are so twisted and so skewed. And and again, I'm not saying that we should just start throwing plastic straws out of our windows and into the streets and using them with every meal or tossing them into the ocean. But come on. Jail time? For a straw? You can... You can literally suction a baby's life away and tear it limb from limb, but don't you dare give that patron a straw, you planet-killing murderer! It makes me kind of angry. The comparisons of what, of what collectively we have decided is okay or not okay. I... 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 I just I I can't. I can't with this one. And I I haven't even <laughs> I haven't even touched on how the disabled community how their caregivers are affected by something that is this ludicrous. And there there are real people whose lives are legitimately made better because of their being able to use straws. As in like 100% legitimately their their quality of life is improved if you will provide them with a straw to use right there are some people that that uh, that can't their 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 throats and i don't know all the names of all the parts but they they're able to ingest the fluids better if they're able to take it through a straw there are others who are paralyzed that it, it allows their caregivers to to give them something to drink so much more easily if they're able to drink out of a straw than to not be able to drink out of a straw. I mean, what are these people, these families that have these individuals, what are they supposed to do? Carry their own supply of straws with them everywhere they go? I mean, I I, I have a friend who's a quadriplegic and he always has a supply of straws with him just in case. But what if he runs out? Just too bad for you. I mean, we have to have handicap ramps and access points, but apparently straws aren't considered a necessity even for people who need them. At least not in the city of Santa Barbara, or Seattle, or Washington, D.C., or New York, or soon San Francisco. It's, it's, this is just, it's just ridiculous. And the fact that Starbucks has 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 jumped on this bandwagon and be like, we're getting rid of all of our straws and we're going to create these really cool lids instead to help the planet. 
oh, but actually, we're going to be doing more damage to the planet, quote-unquote, because we will be making and using more plastics. Oh, no problem. But you know what? It would just be better if we don't correct the problem or admit that we were wrong. So we're just going to full steam ahead on this one. so 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 stupid and it just makes me mad like it it legitimately and i think it's a righteous anger i i feel that it's a righteous anger to be angry that our culture is perfectly okay and and will champion abortion and champion the the slaughtering of innocent babies but if you <laughs> You hand out that plastic straw, boy, and you are going to prison. That is, that is, that is the last straw. Literally, the last straw you will ever give out. You know what else is ridiculous? This is not related, but it's another story that I was going to mention, and I only have a couple minutes left, so we're just going to wrap it up with this. This is the other thing that's <laughs> that I saw this week that I was like, it's not to this level, and, and I got to get away from the from the angry aspect because angry frittle is not good. Um, so I, I need to, I need to change the subject. So we're going to change with this. Something else that I found absolutely ridiculous. People think, <laughs> people think that Vladimir Putin is listening to the president right now because he put a, a listening device and a transmitter in the World Cup soccer ball that he gave to Trump when Trump visited Russia. Because you know clearly the president is taking that soccer ball with him everywhere he goes. And obviously the Secret Service has zero experience or competency and couldn't possibly know if there was a tracking device inside this ball. Like, come on, guys. There's not... There's not... Putin is not spying on us from the World Cup soccer ball that he gave to the president. One, because <laughs> that soccer ball is probably contained in some sort of metal box where nothing could be transmitted in and out. If there was any possibility whatsoever that that was a thing, they probably ignited it on and, and then threw it in the ocean, quite frankly. And two, the Secret Service despite the bad rap that they get sometimes, is actually an extremely competent organization filled with incredible men and women who do a fantastic job of protecting not only our president, but past presidents, governors, dignitaries, and there's no way that, that they're letting a soccer ball with a transmitter to Putin near the president. Okay, it's just it's not going to happen, right? It's This is not... This is not, um, um, what is that, what is the show? <sighs> you know the one, Matt Damon, there's many of them, Jason Bourne, this is not, well, I don't remember what they're, is it just called Jason Bourne? I don't know, you know what I'm talking about, this isn't like some spy movie or something, this is real life, there's no transmitter in the soccer ball, President Trump is not carrying the soccer ball around with him so that Putin can continue, or, or whatever, to spy on him or talk to him or communicate with him. This is a this is a 100% conspiracy theory, you guys. It's not happening, okay? Okay. All right. <sighs> and that's really that's pretty much the end of what I had to say today. So I'm, I'm 
since I have like two more minutes, let me just tell you this really adorable, adorable story, okay? In Minnesota, a mama duck, there's a picture of a mama duck swimming around with her ducklings. I don't know if you've seen mama ducks and ducklings swimming around, but it's really cute. Like the little ducklings waddle, 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 and then they follow mom and then they swim away. And uh, if you ever want to see mama ducks and ducklings, you need to go in the spring, like around mm, mid to late March, early April, go over to Craig Ranch Regional Park. All the ducks, like all the ducks are having ducklings and there are just ducklings everywhere. And it's really sad because I'm like 99% sure there are snapping turtles in that pond that they're in over by the amphitheater because you, well, and there's wolves. I've, or not wolves. We don't have coyotes. There's coyotes. I've actually seen coyotes at Craig Ranch. And uh, I'm pretty sure between the snapping turtles and the coyotes, um, that's what's eating these ducklings because it's it's so sad because I would walk I would walk my dog Liberty around there and you could watch mommy duck would have like she'd have like 16 ducklings and then the next day she'd have 14 ducklings and then it would get down to like 10 ducklings and the ducklings would just keep disappearing uh, because the turtles were eating them and the coyotes were eating them and so it's it's sad but it's really cute though because you've got all these different mama ducks and all their little ducklings and there's a variety of different kind of ducks so you can see the ducks but anyway in Minneapolis uh, I think this was yesterday a guy took a picture of mama duck swimming with her ducklings, which is not abnormal, right? Until you find out that mama duck had 76 ducklings. 76 ducklings. Now, 20, quite frankly, is not abnormal, right? 20 is, okay, you can have 20, you can have 25, but 76 ducklings? Unreal. It, it could be, it could be that they are all hers, or it could be that uh, that she's adopted some orphan ducklings, but either way, this duck, mom of the year, I think right here, 76 little ducklings, just the most adorable picture, this just humongous line of ducklings following this mama duck. So sweet. So sweet. <sighs> And that's where we're going to end the program today. On that happy note, mom of the year is a duck. I'm not sure if that's actually a happy note. Should it be a happy thing that a duck is a mom of the year? Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in today. It has been great to have you with us. If you have thoughts about any of the topics we've discussed today that you would like to share with me, you can find me on Facebook or Twitter at The Friddle. I would love to talk with you about them there. Or if there's anything that we can ever do for you here at Liberty Baptist Church, you can give us a call at 702 647 we hope you'll join us for services on Sunday. Our service times are 9.30 and 11.15 Sunday morning, 6 p.m. Sunday evening, and we would love to have you with us. Uh, our address is 6501 West Lake Mead Boulevard. Our pastor, Dr. David Tice, whose program will be coming up in just a few minutes, will be preaching uh, this Sunday morning. And we're going to end today with Project Veritas singing The Hand That Holds the Storm. We'll see you back here tomorrow. It's going to be fun Friday. We're going to talk about those. There's some there's some really cool things that are, uh, we're going to do um, like a this day. Like You know how there's like random things that happen or that are celebrated? There's some random things that are celebrated tomorrow. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about some other fun things because it's Friday and we talk about fun things on Friday. So hope you will join us again tomorrow. I'm Crystal Heath signing off. Enjoy the rest of your day and we will see you back here. Same time, same place tomorrow. KVXL 101.1 FM Experience Liberty Radio in Las Vegas.